until we managed to get it finally done right, washed it, done another couple, washed them, perfect, and now we've created them and it's just like, right, nobody else has got that. We've actually, that's our piece now. Squeegeening Podcast Season 2. This podcast is sponsored by Blind Maggot, Magnacolas, M&R, Target Transfers, and Adobe Creative Suite. The brand is kind of a part-time thing that we do. It's a passion project, but obviously that's kind of out with my kind of main roles in, in work. So I'm actually, I work in retail. Um, okay. I work with Hugh, I'm a UX analyst. Um, so I'm essentially looking at improving conversion rate for um, for websites, stuff like that. So that's kind of what I do day to day. And then obviously outside of that, it's, it's the brand. So still working at home from, from like the majority of days. I think I'm kind of in the office one day a week. So it's like... I can kind of use that to kind of, I'll literally work from, you know, eight till four, close one laptop and over another. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's good, it's good, but it can obviously be, be quite a lot at the same time. So, um, if you want yeah, to so I'm, I'm, I currently work self-employed as a joiner or carpenter. Um, and as part of like running that business and obviously working with Jacob to work on outplace, Again, like you're saying, it's, we're both working full time, but we do this as a passion project. And that's basically how it started, kind of October, like summer 2020, um, developing ideas and kind of putting things together to kind of create the identity that is outplaced. Um, and then in October, we officially released and sold our first items. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's officially when we kind of started. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. Ever since then, it's just kind of been steamrolling down kind of hill with the amount of effort that we've put in. I think I think that's kind of shown in the two hour, in the two years that we've done it. Um, yeah. So yeah. It, it kind of like I'm looking back at your social media and I'm just seeing like clean from the outset. Mm. I'm not seeing like this kind of like build of aesthetics and stuff. It seems like you had it nailed down quite early on. Like, yeah. Yeah, do either of you do either of you have like a a background in design or graphics or anything like that or no not really it's kind of ties in with what I kind of do day to day in my, in my work at sure it's not I mean I'm, I'm a UX analyst but I don't I sit between designers and web developers I don't actually deal with much you know I don't do any sort of Adobe work or anything like that I'm, I'm quite invested in designs that we do at work but again it's not I don't have a background in design um, I studied business management in Edinburgh before I was working so but no real experience in design again I guess we kind of we knew what we wanted from the get-go with the kind of aesthetic of the brand and the sort of image that we had, but lucky enough, um, we've got quite a few friends that have experience in that field, so they can kind of chip in and help us out with yeah. different designs and stuff like that as well. So I'll probably that'll be something we'll mention about, I'm sure, um, while we chat into it more so. Exactly. Like, I'm seeing, like, really clean, but it's kind of, yeah, it's like there's a little bit of juxtaposition because you are doing things like, putting texture in with a roller which I find is like I want to swear and say effing genius but I probably shouldn't swear but that was like why have I never put a roller on a yeah. shirt before to add the texture and then you printing yeah. over it like a really beautifully clean mm -hmm. image and then you I feel like you're using what's around you with the photography even but you're like going all in on everything yeah. so you're not I don't feel like you're cutting any corners can you no, talk to me about like like how do you come to the decision like no we're not just going to do it in our bedroom like we are going to go out on set or like to the local um arena or something mm -hmm. yeah so i think like taking it back to like the idea of like the imagery to start off with like 
I mean, me and Jacob only met each other maybe two and a half years ago. Um, I mean, up until then, like, we were both just doing our own separate thing. And it wasn't until maybe, like, pre-pandemic. It's weird how you can use, like, pre- and post-pandemic, like, timeline. Pre-plague, yeah. yeah. Um, but pre-pandemic, like, we kind of just, like, seen each other vaguely, but there was, like, that instant kind of connection in terms of what we both aspired to in terms of like our fashion and like our taste and when it comes to like the imagery like I can I, I know what I want to see but Jacob's very good at putting that into like an actual solid thing so it's like we can talk for hours about designs and marketing ideas and imagery and all that and then Jacob literally we can put some t-shirts down some drawings or whatever and Jacob literally just pieces it together and then that's that's the product so in doing that like we are quite a good team in that aspect because I can remember like literally going back years and years like when I was younger it's just like if you go online and I can take it back to when I played football like the idea of like design or create your own always just shouted out to me um, and I remember like going back to even when I was playing football and I'd look at football boots and I'd go on the Nike website and just create football boots. Like, I know, I've done that. Well, not boots, but I have done my own high tops. That you know is, what I mean? It's so fun. It's yeah. really incredible. That's what mm. I mean. And it's, and it's great to actually now do that where it's like we have got these items in front of us and we can literally just be as creative as possible. And then at the end of that, to have customers that then buy our product, it's like... It's still like mental. Like we still like don't believe it. And obviously I think every single sale and going forward is just like class. It just it always feels class. Yeah. No, I, I definitely share that. But you seem to am I right in thinking you sell mainly online or do you ever sell like in person on at like events? I feel like you're not you're yeah, more e commerce, but yeah, it's pretty much hundred percent e commerce for now. Um we've well, like you said we've been doing that for about we're just under two years now. At first, we started on Instagram, and it was kind of just dealing with like DMs and stuff like that. But then it just became more difficult, so we started to get like a like a templated website. Um, which again, I was I was quite I could kind of whiz for that because of my job. I could kind of just get a website built up straight away. Obviously, still a template, not so I would build the website from scratch. But I knew how it was supposed to look and how it would look from a customer standpoint as well. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what we've been doing, and we've been. We've actually got a, a pop-up shop booked in for October as well in Edinburgh, so that's definitely a um, a big thing for us. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, to be honest, it's never... Stress, it's stressful because there's a whole... Yeah, I know. Other, um, oh, there's a whole yeah. lot of things that you ha would never think of, like yeah. tags and hangers and uh, yeah. what the shopping bag's going to look like. But, yeah, like, right. how, are you, how are you reacting to those things now? Are you, like... Uh, you're, you're definitely more, he's more chill about it than I am. I'm usually like, <laughs> as soon as I start thinking about it, I'm, I'm the stresser. Like, but, um, no, but it is, at the end of the day, it's going to be a massive opportunity for us to get, to just get a new kind of target audience. There'll be people that have never seen our brand before, literally just walking past. Um, and then we'll also try and pull in people that already follow us on Instagram and stuff as well, via like incentives. Um, for example, maybe if they follow the page, they can maybe get like a discount on products and stuff like that. Just trying to get as many people in as possible. Because um, I think as well with having a store as well, it's it actually shows people what you know, not not only what the brand is and what what we're thinking about, but just the quality as well. I think that's quite a hard thing to kind of get a grasp of online when you're shopping mm. online. So yeah, people might think, oh, you know, it's just a pair of shorts, just a pair of t, just a t-shirt, but 
end of the day, it's like it's, we're producing items that are last seasons. It's not really something that's going to, you know, you're going to have to wear it a couple of times and then have to buy a new T-shirt that kind of thing. So it's, yeah, I think it's, it's just it's filled with opportunities for us, definitely. Yeah, I could definitely commend you guys on your, like, attention to detail because you're like, I've never seen shorts like that with the zip. And I'm sure, like, uh, yeah. there are there are around, but I've never seen them. Yeah. And, like, you you know how to present details, mm-hmm. which is, is very difficult. It's yeah. like, in contrast to a lot of brands, like, even our brand, we don't try at all on e-commerce because mm-hmm. we're just not in that area. We're, like, front of house selling in person. Yeah. But, like, I massively admire, like, all the aesthetics and all the work that goes into, like, setting up a shoot do you like do the modeling yourself are you able to uh, do that or yeah, well, we, have, we did it from the start but then one of the one of the screens that we have the print i don't know if you've seen it it's called the stuka print so it's like it says like outplaced in the way and that's one of our friends that kind of designed that so he's really into his art um just a lot of abstract art um he actually we worked with him on that so he kind of just painted he done quite a few paintings but then we eventually resorted to that design of just writing it out um, so he's again he works quite closely with us in doing the kind of art side of things and kind of tying that in and we've he's one of his, he's actually one of well, both our one of our best mates so it's again it's just kind of like a collaborative thing to work on and in the day it's like just doing what you want to do rather than you know making use of someone that's you know in that field but he's actually he's the one who's usually models most of our stuff yeah. um, so again it's just making use of the people that are around us really yeah um, and he's 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 pretty good at it as well he's great. Because we, when we used to start, we would take photos and be like, no, nah, that's not yeah. that's not it. It's like, because you're taking photos of yourself, yeah. obviously you're already pretty critical. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it just, through trial and error, we just found, if both of us are behind the camera, it just works so much better. Like, he's he knows exactly, like, where the, like, the angle of the photo and all that stuff. And I can, like, sort of assist in setting up on like, how the model's wearing the t-shirt, how the model's wearing the shorts yeah. um, and the poses and that. And then basically Jacob just needs to take the shot. Whereas if I'm the model and Jacob's taking the shot, he's trying to explain, this is how you hold your t-shirt like this, like do that like this. And you're like, right, it's a little frustrating. And you just not yeah. end up just like not getting what you want out of it. Um, yeah. So you don't wind each other up, go like, find your light and oh, you're looking pretty now. And like, <laughs> you're like I, I would definitely be, like yeah. a massive wind-up merchant in that yeah. situation, but yeah, yeah. My, my partner tells me I can't put on a shirt, even even if we're like mocking something up for a customer and we're like, is this placement okay? She doesn't even put it on me, she puts on a hanger because <laughs> the hanger wears the item more neatly than I do because I make everything look wonky. Yeah, it's, no. it's super critical. It's kind yeah, of like getting tattooed, isn't it? It's like, if you bring your own design, you're going to be really critical, but if you just let them do it, Mm-hmm. you're like yeah, oh well, this is your this is your area of expertise yeah, yeah it's, it can be so critical and quite time consuming as well because like if you're putting say we're putting up a new drop on the website and it's just a case of you know editing the content creating copy for the description of the, of the item and stuff like that it's to, to, a, to a normal customer it'll just be you know a t-shirt on a website but it's like the, that could we could go through like 10 different photos of yeah. you know, wait until the, that photo is completely perfect but that's again it goes back to stuff that it matters does uh, and I wouldn't want to just you know kind of kind of go ha- halfway about it rather than just you know 100% rather than mm-hmm. rather than not really sort of thing but I guess that's always been the idea we always just try and like you were saying back to like I was using the brush and stuff we're just trying to utilize the things that are around us because realistically outside of the brand we do have like a big interest in um obviously fashion for the brand and then art and music 
yeah. and that's kind of how we kind of try and make our content and just try and make make it as transparent as possible but also have you know allow people to kind of see how we do things how why we why we're doing that um because all the time i can just be i can just look like you're just trying to make you know t-shirt with a logo on it yeah. no i'm not i'm not getting that at all yeah, like yeah. genuinely if i was if i was seeing like another person i don't you don't and know how many calls a day i get like oh i'm starting a t-shirt brand it's going to be massive and then one yeah. drop happens and then it fizzles out and it's like yeah yeah okay this is because you have no like business acumen and stuff can you talk about like because you said you did business at uni like what kind of things are you looking at like how the cash flows through the business and like how are you using your like knowledge of business yeah. to run the brand? Pretty much everything, really. Everything from yeah, from finance to marketing to how we deal with stock, like everything. It's all done by us. There's no really again no shortcuts with it. Um, we kind of sometimes we have there'll be a mix of jobs that we can always fall into. So usually if it's like Instagram, for example, you know it's not part of the business, but it's still obviously still we're creating content and stuff. So I usually would. We deal with that editing posts, putting up stuff on the website. Whereas Malcolm will probably usually go and see, um, like we've got a tailor that will kind of, um, really? yeah, alter alter the some of the pieces that we have. Um, so like the zip shorts you mentioned, for example, she'll um, she'll sort that out for us. But obviously provides all the materials, but she'll then kind of help us out with that. Um, and that's all based that's based through it's not in Edinburgh, pretty much. So uh, Malcolm usually kind of deals with that part. So we do we do have some there's some parts that we'll kind of deal with individually, but apart from that, everything else is done. We kind of just play to our strengths with it really, because yeah. like, like I said earlier on, like I'm more hands on and I can picture like everything. So I can if I can explain that to someone roughly and they can make it happen, I can leave and then come back and then come collect it and that's it. Whereas yeah. like with Jacob, like I can basically just as long as I can give him all the tools, he can kind of create the image and like the online presence that we need. Um, mm. so that's that's where it kind of like we can we can go into our own strengths and kind of play a part and like says it's instead of we don't have to do everything together like we know what each of us is good at and what each of us maybe isn't as good at so where one slacks other one picks up for it you know yeah. what I, mean? I think that's that's quite key in our success so far is definitely having the both of us because as much as like in another world or whatever, like Jacob could have started the brand himself or I could have started the brand myself. I just can't see it either running as well as it has done or lasting as long as it has done because like anyone that has a clothing brand um, will totally understand where it's like, there's just some days where you just like, I'm actually ready to just sack this off. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm literally like, I, I just can't kind of bother with this anymore. But on those days or like times when you can't be there physically, but the brand needs to keep running. There's someone else always there. Um, like, what was it? For the last three weeks, Jacob's been in Thailand. So I've had to like... Where's your tan, Jacob? Ah, <laughs> no, 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 tanner. It's windy. It's windy, did you say? It's close. It's, um, it's the rainy season, that's my Oh. So, yeah, yeah no, not much sun. Um, oh, I'm more tan than you, you know? Ah, no, it's, <laughs> it's <easy>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but pink. Like, he's a uh, he's but... a tradie, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm stuck inside, but that's yeah. Funny. yeah. But that's that cool. when he was away. It was like a case of I had to like any orders that came through. Also, the fact that he's six hours ahead, so it's like I would get there'd be like an order that would come in, and I would have seen it the night before, 
try to arrange kind of getting the parcel and that he wakes up in the morning he's just like we've just had an order like, it's signed it's taken care of it's all right then yeah, it. so in terms of that you know what i mean if, if it was just jacob three weeks we've got orders that are going to be waiting three weeks before they get shipped so yeah. at this early stage you definitely need a partnership and two people that are as passionate about it as each of us are to kind of keep mm. pushing forward you know yeah well what things do you think like new brands people who are coming to this clean and i don't know where they're getting hyped up maybe it's social media and instagram and they see it think it's really super easy like where do you think the pitfalls are in starting a new brand do you think it's like they're not trying for long enough or um, they don't understand how much be, emphasis they need on marketing or yeah, it could, could just be a mixture of, of, of I everything mixture of but i think the main thing is just having have been fueled by it 24 7 is the main thing i think yeah because we're literally like we literally work on it every day and although from again relating back to like social media because that's essentially how most most of our customers will see it like we could go you know days weeks without posting anything but at the end of the day like we are working on it every day and there's always something that, that we can do to kind of move forward so yeah i would even admit like you don't realize how much is, is required until you actually start and obviously you know if, if you wanted to go somewhere you have to put in the effort to get it there Mm. Um, I think I think a lot of people have like the wrong incentives as well. I think people like, and I think everyone goes through that phase. Like, there's definitely been phases where we thought, well, not thought, but it's like, oh, like I wonder what kind of money you can make off it and all that. And I think people think going into creating a brand, I'll create a design, I'll get some t-shirts, post them on Instagram, my pals will buy them, I'll make a tenner a t-shirt, and then it's like sounds. Your pals have then realised that the quality of your t-shirts are no good. The print's coming off after two washes and you've made ten pounds selling ten t shirts and that's it. Like that's that that's the dead end. That's that's why you delete your Insta account and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think hundred percent like you need to have like say the passion to kind of carry you through, especially on like say the, the days that it is really difficult and you need to be willing to kind of accept that not everyone's gonna love your brand. You know what I mean? Like I think there's definitely been times where we've created items and they've not been as successful as we wish they had. And it's purely just down to not having the right um, consumer base. Yes, and 100%. That's, that's something you need to kind of, you need to acknowledge early on. You need to realise that it's like, even if that is your pals, like you can't expect all your pals to be buying your stuff every single time because they might just not like it. And people don't want to just spend money for the sake of it, especially nowadays. Um, so I think accepting that not everyone's going to like your stuff is definitely an issue that people are like just think oh come on i'm just gonna sack it off because i've only sold five of these it's not that's something that shouldn't knock you down and i think that's easier when there's just one of you and you've just got inside your own head and you just think right i'll just sack it but the fact that there's both of us like there's been times where i've maybe stressed out about something jacob's like nah it's not that bad and exact same way with jacob he's like mate why is this not done well and i'm like right it's fine we can reuse whatever or we can kind of drop it again at a later date or kind of add it mm. to something else just kind of like make it work because like I say is everything that we've created has so much detail in it and a lot of effort like more than you could probably put across um no yeah no I it's really apparent from this side because yeah. like obviously I'm supplying your screens and I'm like this is a big piece down the middle of the screen <laughs> yeah. and then and then I, I see it the next, the next one's going to be tricky like oh I'm I'm all up for it like it's it brilliant and then there's, there's something else I wanted to say, like, um, so we very, very lightly sell on websites, but then we sell at like tattoo conventions as our niche and then on the market and in a little shop. 
And that there's some designs, like you say, that you think are going to do brilliant. And they only do well in one of those contexts. So there's designs that sell out in the shop, but no one touches on the market and you can't sell online. Yeah. So like switching up, like, but, but then you're like, this is a brilliant design. Why isn't it selling equally everywhere? But some, it might be like in your pop-up shop, something sells out like crazy once someone gets to touch it and feel it. Yeah. And then otherwise online, there's something that this looks more aesthetic that they're like, they can see themselves in instantly. It's, yeah. it's, it's a science, it's for I sure. Think, but. I think with fashion, it's very situational based as well. I think it can be as fine as dropping an item at the wrong time of the month. Like that can literally cause something to fail. Like that we've mm. had that. And also maybe being like not hyping up something enough, not marketing something enough or marketing something too much as well. It's trying to find that fine line of like there's a customer right that we've had that will buy our stuff and then every single drop they'll buy they'll be a repeat customer and that's the that's the perfect customer like that's if we could have thousands of thousands of them that'd be absolutely great but there's going to be customers that like don't want to like they've you've over advertised an item and then they're like oh, I'm a bit sick of seeing these shorts that are kicking about like I actually don't want to buy them anymore or you've maybe released them you know, you've talked about them two months prior. The customer wants them then and there. Maybe they're running on holiday. Maybe they've got a festival or whatever. And at that time, like they're getting a lot of interaction. They're getting messages about it. But by the time you've released them, they're not going to that festival anymore. They're not going on that holiday anymore. And an item that you thought was going to do really well just ends up not doing that well. That's really so, true. Yeah. And it's very situational based um, in fashion. So it's 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 an element of luck, but also just kind of getting that hang of when to release stuff and when to promote it and stuff. But I mean, we're still trying to learn that. I think everybody is. Do you ever like time it to like, obviously you're kind of like a mix, but people like us, we're not paid on like a, a weekly or monthly basis. But mm-hmm. when you're selling to the public, you know that the last Sunday of the month is peak. Mm-hmm. So that's when they've just got paid on the last Friday of the month, right? Like yeah. I don't actually have a salary, so yeah. I don't really know like that. But, but so... Are you like timing things in with that knowledge or are you just kind of like tracking sales and going, well, that sale worked really well. Let's do the 19th again. Or how are you figuring all that out? Um, I think I think with a larger scale drop, the financial time of the month will definitely come into play because you want to, you want to give that as much opportunity to succeed as possible because it's a lot of items. You've got a lot of stock there. You need to shift it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, and, and, and especially if you think it's going to shift, then... But people have the money there, the probably like the statistics of them buying it's probably a lot higher. Mm. Um, but with bits here and there, like sometimes you just drop one thing or two, like a set of tote bags or whatever, that doesn't really matter because it's something that is just like part so, of it's always gonna be there. Yeah, it's always gonna be there, so it doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. I, I think with larger stuff, definitely, but on about 60-70% of items, it's just a case of we've perfect perfected it, we've got the images. I will say to Jacob, right, drop it on Friday. He's like, I sound it's just it. So just do it on a short notice like that because we posted for weeks before it anyway. So we can release it at any time. So it doesn't really matter for stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's tricky, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, it sounds like you've got like a bit of a rhythm between you and your sharing responsibilities and stuff. Like going on from the pop-up shop, have you got, if, if you were like imagining the best case scenario, are you imagining retail shops or are you imagining just a big online brand because you think that's where the probably, where the probably future on, is online online yeah i think it's 
you've got well, you've got a better better reach straight away. Um, and but at the end of the day, like you can't can't tell the future. I mean, having a shop with our own clothing would be unreal. But I mean, I think. Do you think it would be like a bit of a showpiece to show like you've reached a certain level? Like I think that's yeah, perfectly definitely. fine. Yeah. Definitely, I think we're trying to kind of localize the kind of the stuff that we're doing at the moment. Obviously, we're from Edinburgh. And we're trying to keep it there and make make ourselves more known in Edinburgh. Obviously, with the help of the pop up shop, that should hopefully contribute towards that. But yeah, I think being known in Edinburgh would be. I think that's a big goal for us. Yeah, know, actually, being, it's like being a known, it's so. like a marker of success as well. Like whether like if if you if you sat me and Jacob down, for example, right. Uh, December, January 2020, 2021, and sat down and be like, right, short term goals, long term goals, like, what are they, right? And 100%, a long term slash short term goal would have been a pop up shop. Like, that is literally the first thing I've wanted to do since starting brand, like, out with creating stuff would be I just want to meet customers, tell them about the brand, let them see the things that we've created, like, and just get an intimate feel for the for everyone. And that's what we've tried to create online. but Doing that in a shop would just be amazing because, like, you're living a dream for mm. a day, a weekend, whatever it may be, for a pop-up. And out with our full-time jobs and obviously doing this, like, you want to have an end goal for what you've been working towards. And, like, in terms of brand, like, we don't, we've not taken a single penny out of what's been made. Everything that has been purchased, all the profits have literally went straight back into improving the items. And whether that be... Like you like bespoke labels that we've had made like last year, um, putting hardware on shorts to create like a, a unique item with a good quality zip, um, and just like getting better screens and designs, you know, like everything goes into it. So then for our customers to then purchase enough items for us to be like, you know what, like we can get a pop-up shop. Like let's let's just do it. We want it to feel like this is something that as much as we've worked hard, this is something that they've invested in. And that's like every every single thing that's been purchased is an investment, effectively. Mm. Do you, do you think you need to give yourself like little short term uh, incentives? Like, okay, if we reach this certain threshold, like, say if in the shop you reached a certain threshold of a thousand, like however many thousand or something, you're like, right here now we can take a little reward and like celebrate a little bit. Are you going to build those in? Because it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds um, like super hard. Like you have to take a penny. It has to be that would, again. That would have to be a long time. It has to be. Have to be. Or just a stupid amount of money. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I think we still, we still, you know, we still, like you're saying, celebrate by. You know, if we have a busy week of releasing a drop, it gets put on the website. You know, the weekend build then usually. And not, it's not like we go out and you know we'll part like clubbing around, but it's like we'll still sit together and like obviously be. You know, chat to each other about yeah. it and stuff. We'll, you know, we're still really grateful for what the th- stuff that we're doing. It's not a case that we have to go out and and you know go mental with yeah. it. But yeah, I think in that case, taking money out of it would have to be. I think it'll be a long time from now and, mm. until I'm comfortable to do that because then it's like, well, there's always something to invest in really with it yeah. to make it better. So I think is. I think just having the being in the position to like not like we don't have to buy clothes technically because we just wear our own brand so it's like that's our payment in that aspect yeah, so if that's I'm, I'm happy to take a t-shirt or a pair of shorts every month like that'll do me that, that's that's totally fine if anything like you say is i'll probably just invest that money into making something 
like mental that costs a bit of money to make, but it's that's again that's maybe like a marker piece that is like how are they creating a piece like that? Because obviously it's obvious the amount of work that needs to go into that, whether that be like a jacket that's made from scratch, um, mm. like a nice material or whatever. It would, it would probably come in the form of that um, rather than here's a couple hundred quid each. You know what I mean? I just don't think, like, that just doesn't have any, I don't know, just doesn't satisfy me in any way. I wouldn't want to take money from it. However, my business harsh person inside is saying like, when can you change this from a passion project alongside your other jobs which you might not have all that like actual enthusiasm for like when does this business like overtake that and then you go right now we're making enough cash flow to just get rid of those jobs and then switch over and this has to be our income that supports our families and pays our rent and stuff like there must be like a threshold where the income like actually allows you to make this your full time this is uh, it's a really I, tricky question yeah, to ask. Again, again, I would just have to. I would have to do what our jobs currently do. I guess financially. Yeah. Um, I would have to like consume all your additional time, and it and it does mentally, but it's not like we're sitting here printing t-shirts twenty four seven. You know what I mean? No, I know. Yeah. That so it's it consumes you in a way that's like you're constantly thinking about it, discussing it, like try to progress it, but we're not physically working you know what I mean like it's just we're just doing it because we love it and it's not like I'm not like oh like gonna clock in and get Jacob to like right mate they're clocking in at nine and finishing at five a day it's not it's not like that and I think like what you're talking about I think the dream that realistic dream like obviously would be part-time working doing what I do just now and part-time putting that into the brand and whether that be in having a small unit or whatever and using that as our base and both of us working there two three days a week um, and not be able to finance like a quarter of your salary or whatever would be unreal and then you can work it from there but I think just I, I would need to be like pretty so- solid because we're we're both professionals in a way where it's like you, you want to take risks and this is obviously a risk but you don't want to just chuck everything away and then potentially lose everything like you want to be still cautious especially like that's my business mindset of I just don't want to leave myself financially vulnerable um, and I think we're doing as much just now as we need to and we'll keep doing that until it's like right this is when we need to change it up a wee bit but yeah I think I think that's still a bit of time away but never know scary it's super scary uh, like who knows like I haven't been on a wage ever so I don't know the like I've always been scared every single basically I'm scared all the time yeah like, I live in fear of yeah. what happens yeah. like even COVID that was terrifying because it was literally like I have no money to there's there's nothing so yeah it's 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 tricky isn't it like you can stay in the in the salary and the great cash flow that's supporting your dreams but then like how do you get the dreams to the next level yeah it's it's so tricky i yeah but you yeah i understand what you mean like you're just trying to like balance it until it tips and then you can push because you can push down trade work as much as you want can't you because you can tap in and out um, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I've been I've been self-employed since February, um, and it's done really well. Like I've I've obviously had to work pretty hard to get regular work. Like it's not it, there's loads of work out there, but it's not easy to get work. Like you obviously have to get recommendations and all that sort of stuff. But like you're saying, I don't have a regular salary, so I can predict in six months' time what I'm going to be making that month. Um, I have no idea, so I don't even know what I'm making in November just now. Mm. So it's like 
up until then, it's like I know I've got this, these work, the, all this work booked in, but after then, I might completely dry up. Anything could happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I might get injured. Like it, it, that's that's a it's pretty, true. That's yeah. a pretty real thing for me. Um, so that's maybe why I'm a wee bit more cautious. Um, but I think, like says, that dream for me would be part time, part time because I can manage it both very similar ways um, and be a bit more flexible. Um, so yeah, I think that like you're saying like. That's it's, it may come to a point where that's the case, but the realistic goal would be part time, part time. Um, can I ask, like, I don't know your aesthetic because I've only been to Edinburgh like a couple of times, but like, what is the difference between like the guys? I'm sure you're only a men's brand, aren't you? Yeah, you're pretty, no, we're unisex. Are you, oh, you are, yeah. sorry. Um, but most of the modeling stuff is, is male, but yeah, but we're like, what, what do you think differentiates like? the people in Edinburgh from the people in like London is there a different look that they're going for or are they like going on the same like level or what would um do you mean a look as just brand feel yeah because like yeah because like you could differentiate like Essex boys from London boys quite a lot like are you Um, what kind of like styles do like the guys in Edinburgh really like aspire to look like or are they like footballers or like? I'd say I'd say that's something that we're trying to mould. To yeah. be honest, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's not. There's nothing that you could put your finger on. I think because obviously Edinburgh's capital of of Scotland. Edinburgh's capital of Edinburgh. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Edinburgh's the capital of Scotland, so obviously there's a big mix of people there, um, and it'd be similar to London in that respect. Where there's a lot of people that have different types of like style and taste and everything. And I think what I would say is. Up here, they're trying to address to similar to people in London. I wouldn't say it's different in any way. I would just say it's just try to push towards that element. But I feel like the stuff that we are creating, like all the items, are more based towards like a abstract mindset or someone that's just a bit more open about their fashion. Mm-hmm. And I think in Edinburgh, they're maybe a wee bit further behind on that element than in London, for example. But that's definitely something we're trying to change. And I think with the stuff that we're producing, the way that we're doing it we're taking a step in the right direction and doing it and I think hopefully that would be the idea would be to obviously mould the way that people dress around where we stay you know like mm. us, and then just take it yeah from. yeah it's because it's like just walking around Edinburgh myself like this was ages ago so it's probably completely different and there's probably like really um you know different areas now but it's like a lot of old architecture and it's difficult to like have that like really clean modern style when you're like around that kind of feel of a of a city, yeah. whereas in London, yeah, you can pull that aesthetic out anyway. You can just like go and do a shoot next to some skyscrapers and stuff. Yeah. But you have to be a bit more but innovative. It's a bit more like that in Glasgow. So that's maybe mm. like half an hour, forty minutes from where from where we are just now. That's that's kind of a bit more, I guess, what you're saying, a bit more modern. And there's definitely more sort of again more targeting males. It's yeah. there's more sort of it's a bigger fashion fashion scene in in, in Glasgow. Right. It's just a bit more yeah. progressive. It's just like there's a lot more, a bit more dynamic through there, and a lot of, if you would call like like influencers, for example, and models are all based in Glasgow. They're not oh, right. at all. Um, so on that front, we're competing with like Glasgow-based brands to try and use the same influencers as them or use influencers through that way. But because their style is already kind of selective towards the brand that's based in Glasgow, they're kind of always going to one-up us, I, take, I guess, in that. 
in that way. Um, but uh, there's definitely, uh, like I said, it's a bit further behind, but it's, uh, that's our goal, you know. So if we yeah. can get people wearing zip shorts walking about Princess Street, then. No, no, 100%. And even just just a really simple thing of being able to bring the printing in-house. Like, if someone said to me, oh, yeah, I want it along the bottom of the shirt, I'd be like, not sure if I want to do it. Yeah, but you guys can do it because you're literally, you can can place it wherever the hell you want. You can make it massive. You can make it difficult for yourself. And that's probably what's like helping you differentiate yourself against yeah, the others. Definitely. I think the the fact of given like taking on screen print obviously is a big responsibility, but the opportunity for it for us to then make us look a bit more unique is like so much, so much greater. Um even just like for example, having a batch of say twenty t shirts that have all got that same print on them, we can still kind of change up the print for each specific t shirt. Yeah. So although someone's buying a, a unique T-shirt, regardless, their actual one-of-one T-shirt will still be unique to that batch as well. You know, we can you know, reposition the screen, tape off certain elements of it. That's what we've done with that one that was at the bottom. Um, so, yeah, it's, there's like, it's almost like you can do whatever you want with it, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many capabilities with it. But, yeah, that example of that T-shirt was quite stressful, obviously with the, with the hem at the bottom. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. but. It's probably our most sampled piece by far. By <laughs> yeah. far. Like, it's your most sampled piece. Oh, that is such a funny. I love the, love the way you modeled that. My lo- most sampled piece, as in like the most, the thing you've got the wrong the yeah. most times yeah. and then like gone back and forth. Yeah. I'm going to oh. say that when I get loads of duds. I'm going to be like, this is my most sample. Uh, is, uh, that's it. Honestly, it's that's beautifully like, framed. That is yeah. going to be a clip. It's, so it's pretty much what it is. Yeah, it was just like, track, like the positioning of it. Like you wouldn't believe, like the stitching along the, the hem of the t-shirt. It's like right, looks class. Put it in the wash. It would crack. It would fail. So next time, right, lift it a bit higher. Didn't like the look of that one. Right, so we'll tape it off. Make yeah. it have a split. Sit it a wee bit better. Print that pillowcase. Put a pillowcase underneath it. try and like level out the thickness of the hem and the t-shirt. Like putting oh, it was absolutely. There's been so many arguments had about that. Like just like sack it off, sack it yeah. off. Like we we'll do something else, but. The fact that we managed to get it finally done right, washed it, done another couple, washed them, perfect, and now we've created them, and it's just like right, nobody else has got that. We've actually that's our piece now. That's that's what we're gonna rock with. So uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was good. Like and having the having the screen print gives us that flexibility and that in-house ability to sample, sample, and sample. Because like says, if we went to a printer like you and asked you to sample something like ten times, you'd just you just that uh, you wouldn't be happy to that so we just wouldn't because we've got other things that are easy jobs and we have to take the easy jobs to keep the studio running it's just yeah, no encounters with that point of times as well trying to get um people to try and work with us on kind of just a bit more abstract ideas and they're just, just not really having it yeah. trying to, they've got other jobs that can tip them over which is again understandable but just need that we do also yeah. like you know, we can we can print stuff, but we can't make stuff one of one of you know, we've got no experience in and sewing and stuff like that. So we can't we need someone to help us with that. But if, if no one can give us the time and then you know it's, it's almost it's almost possible. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. kind of something that we're we're pushing for as well to kind of make stuff from scratch mm-hmm. rather than because at the moment we still buy blanks and have and then print that stuff, um which we can still alter, but you know, there's there is obviously still limitations to what yeah. we do with, with a blank. So 
Are you, are you talking about importing cut and sew items? Yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah we were, we were, we been working, well, say we've been working on it again, it's just been, we've been limited to the time we've been um, spending on it, but it was like a, a one-of-one jacket made of like a, like a, it's like a, it's a silk, it's a form of silk, um, what was it? Organza. Oh, well, yeah, it was like, kind of like a form of silk slash organza, um, but Again, we're just trying to find. Well, we have someone to try and help us with that, but it's yeah, it's, it's hard to kind of get the time, and um, we don't know if it's going to work. It's really just kind of hoping that they'll kind of help us out and hope that it turns out all right. But yeah, it's just that's the kind of main thing we've always done as well, just experimenting with different stuff. Physical physical samples work so much better than just kind of drawing something up or just mocking it up. It's you know, it's having yeah. it physically in front of you is much better. But obviously that comes at a cost as well you know we're not trying to produce a million different items and just have yeah there. That, that's a really good point because i've actually seen a shit ton loads of these digital mock-ups made and they're making a lot of money on them and they're impossible to print every single printer will be like that's not a thing you mm. can't have a 40 inch print on something because like you're not thinking of any of the technical details like okay yeah. so are you having this in just extra 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 large then because then yeah. the arms is that length or yeah, like yeah. you said with the seam or three colors on something or like dye migrate there's so many technical things that now you guys understand because you brought an element of it in-house that now you're like now you can have a much better conversation with the actual manufacturers yeah I think that's that's something you can't you can't buy that you have to have done all of that sampling which I love I love that phrase now sampling yeah. that you've done yeah uh, it's invaluable well that's that's the thing i mean in terms of like the items and that it's all progressive so like the stuff that we originally released in october was imported from like asia because it was like financially more like easier for us to afford and work with like still decent quality but obviously not as good as what we've got now but it was just like a bit cheaper a bit easier and that's fine that got us that got our foot in the door but as soon as it, we got enough money and enough kind of research on where we wanted to get our next set of blanks or who we wanted to work with next to kind of get our clothes brought in. Um, maybe about six, seven months later, we started getting everything in from Portugal. So everything's um, imported from Portugal, like all of our blanks. Um, and with that being in Europe, obviously that's lowered our carbon footprint quite a bit. Um, and in doing so and being more aware about that, we've obviously not, use plastic anymore through our like sort of delivery process so our packaging is completely either recycled or recyclable um mm. which is brilliant because like again lowers our carbon footprint and means that we're still providing a good quality product and it's safe and secure but it's maybe been invested a bit more money obviously from the money that we've made but it's a, another step towards building the brand that we want um and, and like I says, it's it's also very good quality. I mean, like stuff in Asia, it's like it's cheap, it's cheap, it's cheerful. Like it does the job. But when you're it's getting for a reason, yeah, mm. it is, it's for a reason. And obviously, when you're getting stuff made, like we can go um, to the manufacturer that we get the items from and go on the website, and they literally have like videos and videos and videos of them creating everything in store, so you can see how like all the cotton's woven and how it's all dyed, and that. it's just it's, it's it's just so much better. And again, it's just. And our step towards like creating the brand that we want to like create, you know. Mm. Um, so are yeah. You, 
are you hearing like where are you hearing that the customer is like invested in the kind of like carbon footprint and stuff like are they like actually telling you that kind of information like i want this to be environmentally friendly or is that something you're pushing on from your side yeah a bit of both we don't really there's not really been a lot of feedback to us that have said like no is your stuff environmentally friendly but we've kind of voiced that i think that's again it gives you that unique sort of selling point to tell people that that's you know we're fully aware of how that works um but there's not really been a case of where people have came to us and said you know that you know, this is you know a question goes really on it um well we've just kind of we've put this we've put that out there first which i think is probably the best thing rather than kind of dodging it because i know a lot of people will just kind of ignore it as yeah. a not a thing Green, but as, as greenwash it later yeah yeah it's just like a, it's, it's it's more mindful as well you know it means that when people are buying something, their money's not getting invested in the wrong way. You know what I mean? It's just a case of when they've when they've put the money into the brand, we're not spending it and doing something like damaging the planet or whatever. And I know that sounds pretty broad because we're not obviously going to be the ones that tip the planet over the edge, but it's just like doing that and voicing that might um, allow someone else to kind of do the same. So if someone else wants to have a clothing brand or... Um, like a passion project, they might be more cautious about that, and it's like that follow-on effect um, that that creates. You know, it's like if 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 you're wasteful with plastic and that, and you surround yourself with people that are like that, then you're obviously just going to be wasteful with plastic. You know, so it's kind of like just trying to put that sort of carbon footprint element out there and allowing people to kind of hopefully follow suit. Yeah, um, there's this like article that I haven't fully read recently, but it was talking about how like in recent times we've got this kind of like drop culture so there's like fast fashion over here which is like gone out of fashion now because everyone realizes it's a massive shit show it's literally burning the planet down and it's a nightmare and uh, just awful like selling, selling dresses for 10p on black friday and that mm, and yeah. then like then putting your recycling out and thinking you're a really good citizen <laughs> is uh, my like it could yeah. be a whole argument but uh, well, yeah, don't. It's a contradiction yeah. all over, isn't it? Yeah, and then it's about like this drop culture that we've got going on. It's like, is that better? And I think it is because if you can do like pre-sales and know that those shirts are going mm. out, and then you're getting new new things in, and the, the fact that you're making things that are going to last longer, I think it's much better than fast fashion. But there is still a there's like still a debate: Are we just like replacing drop? kind of culture for fast fashion but i think it's a progression and it's not not on the same like level but yeah it's tricky, I get, I get it, yes that is we i don't know if i mentioned but we did we used to work on a pre-order basis so for the first no. year um it was it was all pre-orders um which is again great great from a sustainability standpoint and uh, finance as well but eventually it was just the customer service element of it wasn't wasn't great but people were waiting like maybe like up to two weeks for some right. for items and it's just again it's 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 great from outside of the business but you know from uh from us to the customer it's not that great and it just wasn't wasn't the best but obviously we obviously then changed it up once we could justify buying stock and stuff like that um, but yeah it's, a, it's an interesting topic for sure i guess it's something with pros and cons it's just like for example, like if you're talking about drop culture, like if we say like we've got a big drop coming up, get your pre-orders in, but you don't you just don't get as many as you 
think you need or like mm. what places with um especially like if you're like when we were buying stuff from Asia like you needed to have a minimum order yeah. so regardless like whether people buy it or not if you're going to release say you sell one t-shirt right but you need to order a minimum of 10 but like you've already said to that customer you're going to give it to them on that day like you need to order 10 t-shirts regardless yeah so it's like it, you just end up like just ends up not working out and like we says we could have a drop date like release it it's not done as well but we've got t-shirts sitting there or we've maybe delayed it then it's like three weeks later after that drop date and we've sold all those t-shirts and our customers ordered something because we've left it on the website like because yeah. we won't just we'll drop it and then keep it up so then no it's gonna like put it in the backyard and burn it just because it didn't sell like, that's it that's it so, ah, that's it that's what i'm saying so it's like even whether it does well or not we'll just keep it there so then that one customer's ordered like another t-shirt and then you need to order another 10 in just to give them that t-shirt you know what i mean it just doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. uh, well, it didn't it didn't to us it does if you're guaranteed like a minimum whatever your minimum order is if you're guaranteed that if, if you know that's what you're getting then it makes sense mm-hmm. to do it and i think maybe bigger brands should do that and keep it limited and that also creates like an element of demand as well um but i think for a small brand like it works to start off with but if we want to keep customers happy by giving them the next day delivery which is what we offer then we need to be on the ball with stock and printing mm. and all that and that's like where we're at now but again it's like stock that's manageable like it's not sitting it's not going to be sitting there for years you know it sits yeah. there for like a couple months maybe maximum yeah do, do you think that you're going to like get rid of some old line items at the at the um pop-up though because it is a really good opportunity for that but yeah. I, will, I will ask you another question as well at the same time like who would you like say if you saw someone in Edinburgh wearing your shirt and you would be like, oh my god, that's celebrity. Is there like a celebrity or like someone that you want to align the brand with that you would think that person is the person that I'm molding all of these designs to wear? Never thought about that to be honest. Think if we're talking about sales in Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like hundred percent. He's got if good wanna, style. Like yeah, he's yeah. hilarious. If I'm wanting to make money and he's gonna post it, then yeah, Justin Bieber all the way, but um in terms of like guys that i look up to like i don't know if there's very well-known people i think a lot of the best dressed people are people that are just instagram famous or whatever mm. um i don't know who's that fashion but harry Styles or something someone that knows yeah. what they're talking about you should say style. you should say us to be like <laughs> you want to aspire to look like this that's why you want the shirt <laughs> no that's like cool. I, probably just someone that's i knows their fashion yeah. never thought about that yeah, yeah. yeah probably. Uh, Justin Bieber and Harry Styles, that's our answers. <laughs> Good. Go for it. Yeah. Because they both changed in the eyes of the public, though, haven't they? Like, massively. Because everyone was just like, oh, they're, so, they're ridiculous. And now it's like, oh, actually, they've got their shit together. They've been watching what culture's doing, and now they're leading it. Like, yeah. Like, Harry, Harry could have gone with all the other One Direction people and just be like, but he's, like, yeah. gone out on his own, and he's now, like, yeah. a... Mm. no nah, he, he is fast and like i say his style is a bit of a fashion mogul now as well obviously like doing the fashion for gucci like he's actually like their main guy now um and then like i said justin bieber has a lot of followers on instagram and i would love them all so yeah it'd be him as well mm. um can i ask you one last question guys like before let's like uh end the episode on like how are you like marketing now like what channels are you focusing on like is it tiktok youtube shorts or like what do you think has the most traction for selling retail like also even going live have you ever tried that uh no i've not tried that no 
I want to. I want to. Maybe take on. Yeah, yeah. I'm not with that. At the moment, it's a mix of Instagram, and well, I've got a Facebook page as well, but that's more just for like if we put an ad up on Instagram, it'll go on Facebook as well. Yeah, no uh, one does Facebook for some reason, do they? But maybe yeah, same same thing really. Um, but I've only just really recently started using TikTok. I'm personally not a big fan of TikTok, yeah. um, and I've kind of just been kind of refusing to download it. But we've got it now. And, <laughs> We've been using it to try and make some more content and stuff. But mainly Instagram, yeah, mainly Instagram. Um, we're focused on it at the moment um, working with um, influencers as well. So I think that's a big a big pool that we've not really had much exposure to up until this point, um, which is, again, a massive marketing tool for just getting more people's eyes on the brand. Mm. Um, but yeah, more, like just majority would be Instagram yeah. and a bit of TikTok. I think just because everything's visual, it's like Instagram yeah. makes sense. It's like, we're no, it makes no sense us tweeting because like people, no. yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and then TikTok's obviously a good tool, but we're yet to master it. I feel like there's mm-hmm. elements on it that obviously it's down to like trends and all that. And I think what we're trying to do is create a trend. So until we've created that trend and then it's trending, then that's when it'll start to pay off a wee bit. But I think other than that, yeah, Instagram's definitely the main. The main guy for us, like, yeah, we've got the shop as well, Instagram shop, yeah, Instagram shop as well. So, that kind of thing you've got, you know, you've got the, the content there, but then if you want to do the website or it's the shop, it's, it's all there, it's all there, yeah. all, all, the, all I, accessible. Yeah, I definitely think that TikTok shop has tried to emulate that, and mm-hmm. it's a really weird thing where, like, people there's a certain demographic of people who buy off television. And I didn't even know these people existed because I didn't even have a TV. I like log on to websites and watch that instead, like yeah. you know, like Netflix or something. But they they buy off television, and now there's like a new generation buying off TikTok, and they're using that as their shopping device. Uh-huh. And I accidentally got into the live section of TikTok, and I got into a hole like you do, and you're like, <laughs> shit, where did two hours go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's like the people who are saturating it are people t- selling sweets. They're selling sweets live and they're packing the orders and we're, we're laughing at them now. But then if you get really deep into TikTok live, they're selling shirts. They go, uh-huh. they're like, yeah. So I know that might not be the like level of like, you know, like you need to keep like a seven, certain level of coolness and like yeah. aspiration to the brand. But there are people selling drops of t-shirts on TikTok live. And it's like, you have to have your eyes out and not disregard any of these platforms. Yeah. They're, they're changing so rapidly. Exactly. No, <sighs> That's like, yeah. it is. It's, uh, probably, it takes something outrageous, though, like, or totally out there, like someone live streaming, packing sweets. Like, that's not something that you would see every day. So it takes something a bit, I'll say daft, but they're probably loaded. But like, something a bit daft or a bit out there to like create that traction, create that pool where it's like, Probably like majority of those numbers are literally just there with their pals laughing at it. But there's obviously going to be customers there that are like, oh, come on, I could do some Haribos. Mm. So it's like, it's one of those. But it's definitely something to consider. Yeah. I think think going live is definitely something we would be into doing, like, especially for like announcements, drops, and that. But it's just kind of like, how do we put across the right message um, vocally? Like, we'd obviously plan it out. And also getting the pool in on the Instagram stream to be like, right, this is what we're doing. This is when it's dropping. Get a bit of interaction, you know. I think yeah. we need to maybe create a bigger audience before we do that because other than that, most people know what we're up to. 
you know? Yeah. Um, I have been over there cleaning squeegees and asking, answering screen pranking questions. And I thought I was there for 10 minutes and I looked at my clock again, I was there for two hours. So they, they suck you in and they're, it's kind of like a weird little feeding frenzy. Like if you threw like feed into a, into the sea oh, and then all the little fish has come up, <laughs> it's, it's unique. And it's, it's something that's happening in our generation. That's like, has never been accessible to like other, it's, it's new. And yeah. I don't know how to tap into it and I haven't tapped into it perfectly nah. yet. So. Uh, it's just, uh, TikTok's Who knows? got a mad thing. Like it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's an element of its own a hundred percent, but it works like you see it happen all the time. It, it's evident that people get success off it. It's just kind of trying to get that so it works for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You guys are like, I feel like you're clean cut. You've got your style down. I think there's a lot of things working and um, yeah, a lot of things building and Appreciate working that. right with you guys. No. Thank you.